0: Hi all, Andy Clark, back with another Here in Holland, the podcast in English about life with the Dutch. And this time we're looking at cycling. Yes, one of the most Dutch things that there is. There are more bikes than people in the Netherlands.
1: Cycling is so great almost because you have no choice but to cycle.
0: And we look at the question if it's true that a cyclist can never be in the wrong in the Netherlands. It was something that people said to me a lot when I first arrived. A cyclist can do no wrong. But is this true?
1: It is sort of true, but as with most things I think the the reality is, is a bit more complicated.
0: This is Samuel from the Urban Cycling Institute in Amsterdam. The Institute is new to me, and when I discovered it, I knew it was time to make this inevitable Here in Holland podcast about cycling.
1: Yes, uh, my name's Samuel Nello-Deacon. I'm currently doing a PhD here at the Urban Cycling Institute, which is part of the University of Amsterdam.
0: W- what is the Urban Cycling Institute
1: anyway? Well, more than anything else, it's just sort of a convenient label, if you want, to sort of group uh, quite a few people working on uh, cycling issues here. Um, we're based at the, the Department of Geography and Planning um, at the University of Amsterdam. And what we try to do, I'd say, is sort of to give a bit of a social science, multidisciplinary um, perspective on cycling. I mean, very much sort of focusing on the, on the Dutch experience.
0: Of course, when it comes to the cycling, the world looks to the Netherlands. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, some basic questions, I guess, to start off with. Do we know how many cyclists there are in the Netherlands?
1: So in terms of like percentage mode share, um, it's roughly about a fourth, twenty-five percent of all trips. A um, bit more in I mean, in cities like Amsterdam, it tends to be so. At a uh, for the whole city, it's thirty-six percent. Um, but then if you look, you know, center of the city, that's you know, you start getting things like sixty percent. So.
0: So, so in terms of trips, it's a very high percentage. Mm-hmm. And in number of bikes, you guys know how many actual bikes there are in the Netherlands? In number of bikes, um, I believe, um,
1: sort of in terms of ownership per person, it's around one and a half. Okay. Any reason that people have more than one bike? Um, if you look at Dutch bikes, I'd say most of them, they're very basic. I mean, certainly the you know your average city bike. So for most people it's no big deal to just you know you work work in leiden let's say you know for you're from amsterdam have a second bike there um which then creates lots of, you know, parking issues. but
0: Yeah, okay, uh, so people have these kind of wreck bikes. They yeah. just go to the, <laughs> the station and they might have a nice bike or an e-bike or a race bike for exactly. the weekend as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and and what about, okay, then parking. People who come to the Netherlands see that as well. When they come to Amsterdam, they see and also take photos of this the whole time, of course, of these bike sheds where the things are piling up and there are bikes everywhere and people just can't believe it. Uh, yeah, are there lots of bikes just standing around for, for years on end then? To be honest, it seems like there are. Um, and I think this is one of the things that
1: now, um, finally, sort of for municipalities, they're sort of starting to get quite worried about um, sort of, and starting to try and control this sort of in lots of central areas. You have now a sort of two-week limit. But, of course, this kind of thing, I think, is always quite hard to enforce.
0: That there's um I remember when I first came to the Netherlands 20 years ago and one of the first things that people told me was this kind of thing about cycling it's like you can never be in the wrong if you're a cyclist you know you can cause a car accident or there's this kind of thing you know that cyclists are like absolutely you know safe and they can never be uh, prosecuted they will never get into problems because the, the cycling in the Netherlands is absolutely the top the main thing is this true or is this kind of an urban myth
1: It is sort of true but as with most things, I think the, the reality is, is a bit more complicated. Um, the details are quite complicated, but in the end it comes out to basically the motorist will have to pay for any damages if the cyclist was not trying to crash on purpose and the motorist um, can't prove that he could not avoid it. So it's one of these you know, probably legal terminology things. But overall, it is quite favorable to the cyclist. I wouldn't say, however, that this is, you know, the main reason people cycle, um, but, you know, every little bit helps, I
0: guess. Uh, and what is the main reason? Why why do you think cycling is so popular in the Netherlands?
1: Well, I think it's a combination of factors, really. Um, cycling in the, in the early 20th century it used to be popular not only here, but in most European countries. And then the thing is sort of most countries, I mean, let's take the UK as a good example, they sort of started losing it quite quickly you know after the war lots of sort of car oriented policies here it actually also you know cycling did decline a lot and it sort of could have gone the wrong way but partially thanks to a lot of sort of urban protests lots of started being lots of um, accidents with cycling involved in the 70s so there was really sort of a a push back and I think now we're still sort of on on the comeback stage then of course you also have some factors which help. I mean, it's a flat country, um, lots of towns, relatively dense, and yet not so dense that walking becomes more attractive. I think this is also a point which lots of people miss, potentially. Um, I'm from Barcelona there. You walk very naturally. Whereas here, you know, it's all very sort of nice, but it tends to get a bit boring. So you just hop on your bike and then perhaps... But this, again, it always gets quite debatable. There's this sort of Protestant, um, sort of Dutch ethic, which is, oh... Why bother spend more or whatever? You know,
0: just take take your old bike; that'll do. Okay, so it comes down to Dutch meanness. The Dutch are too mean to buy uh, cars, and they, nice. they, so they decide to go on their bikes. Yeah, it yeah, might be the case. I mean, and when it comes to the cycle path network, that's something else which is pretty phenomenal in the Netherlands. Is it the, the, the when it comes to this? Does it have the best sort of cycle network in the world? I would say it certainly does at a national level.
1: I mean, I think what what's particularly impressive here is not so much within cities, but the fact that you can actually, if you want to cycle from here to, you know, Utrecht, uh, Rotterdam, whatever, you actually can. And there's this, you know, a very clear standardized system with sort of route numbers. And I think that's particularly good. I'd say within cities, I mean, places like Amsterdam, sort of people cycle despite the <laughs> cycling infrastructure in many cases, um, rather than because of it. Um, I think the general consensus here seems to be the sort of place like, I don't know, Copenhagen or something like that, they're sort of going perhaps a bit more ahead.
0: And, and how safe is it cycling here? How does the Netherlands compare when it comes to bike accidents?
1: It depends whether you want to talk about absolute or relative terms. Um, so if, if we look in, sort of in terms of number of kilometres cycled, it's actually um, very safe. I mean, probably... Of course cross-country statistics are difficult to come by but probably one of the safest in the world certainly um, given you know that sort of almost a third of all trips are bicycling, you still have relatively few accidents and certainly that's very impressive. However if you look I just checked up um, statistics this morning um, you still have 189 deaths last year for the whole of the Netherlands which if you look at it, it's serious it means you know it's, it's someone every two days.
0: And how does that that death rate of cyclists compare to other countries?
1: So in absolute terms, it compares, I mean, if you just put a list, you know, you know how many cyclists have been killed. Of course, Netherlands would probably be at the top or one of the, um, certainly within Europe. Just because the number of cyclists? Just because of the number of cyclists is so high. Um, so again, it, it depends on how you want to um, look at the numbers. But overall, I mean, there the certainly is consistent safety numbers theory is true. I mean, the more people cycle, basically, the safer you will be as an individual.
0: You're listening to the Here in Holland podcast, and I'm talking to Samuel Nello-Deakin from the Urban Cycling Institute in Amsterdam. Coming up even more freedom for Dutch cyclists is that even possible, and is it the sort of freedom of the fittest which will leave the fainted heart floundering in the wake of burning bike rubber?
1: of course, the question is always perhaps the sort of the shy people lose out um, in this kind of arrangement, but i 'd say they do in amsterdam <laughs> in general we 're sort of largely the most confident person, be they a cyclist or a driver, or they sort of get the priority.
0: That's coming up in a minute, but just a quick reminder to ask you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done already and please tell friends and family about it too. You can find here in Holland in Apple Podcasts and in all Android apps as well. Simply search and subscribe. You'll get all episodes to date and every new one as it comes out. And if you really want to help me out, then why not leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts? It all helps to spread the word. And who knows, maybe here in Holland we'll be picked up by a mighty Apple algorithm and propelled into podcast glory. That would be nice, of course. You can also get in touch with me. I'd love to hear what you think about the show. Facebook.com forward slash podcast here in Holland... Good old fashioned email hereinholland at gmail.com, and you can check out the website too hereinholland.com. Okay, on with the show. <laughs> And now we see a lot of e-bikes, so people are going a lot faster than they used to be. I know that if now I see a granny coming in the distance, it used to take, you know, forever, <laughs> a long time. But now all of a sudden she's on top of me, not just grannies on e-bikes as well, or even faster e-bikes, the kind of mountain bike type e-bikes. And what sort of impact are these uh, uh, yeah, electric bikes having on, on the, the cycling infrastructure and safety and, and, and yeah, the way things work? I know. There's sort of a big debate uh, going on in this, and I, I don't think it's one which
1: will be resolved anytime soon. I mean, sort of around a, a quarter of all of all bike sales now are e-bikes. I think here, I mean, there's, there's two tendencies. There's the sort of, you know, e-bikes are great, we should all be getting e-bikes on the one hand, and then there's the e-bikes are evil, you know, keep them at bay. Probably neither of them are quite true. Um, I think they make a lot of sense for older people, you know, because really it can help sort of prolong the cycling and also be quite a nice sort of recreational activity. And then I think also in sort of more semi-urban rural contexts, especially given that they, we often have cycling infrastructure anyway, I think there can be a great opportunity for trips which are sort of 15, 20 kilometres. But then within places like Amsterdam... I don't think it should particularly be encouraged. And certainly for the... the, the there's basically a, a faster category of e-bike. We call them the, the speed pedelecs, which is a bit of a weird name. How fast can they go? I think that basically means that it's sort of up to um, 40 kilometres per hour, which is, you know, it's quite serious, It's sort of like a scooter, basically.
0: And the um, normal e-bike is around 25 or so. Yeah, it?
1: exactly. But then, in principle, the last thing I heard about this is that they will in principle have to wear a helmet and basically um, stop using the bike path if they want to go at those speeds,
0: which sort of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, these are the super quick ones, of 40 kilometers. Yeah, I mean, when they come past, or you see, I mean, it is, it's just like a scooter. It's like a small motorbike whizzing whizzing around. And is there all evidence that the, that the e-bikes are having an impact on accident rates? Not that I know of, to be honest. Um, I think perhaps more important than the
1: e bike for accident rates, but also in general debate is certainly in Amsterdam the big scooter debate. Because these, I mean, this is one of the things which actually does shock people when they're not from the Netherlands and they come here and they say like, you know, all of your bike paths are great, but what are all of these scooters doing (laughs) on them? And you, you know, you even see these sort of mini cars, which basically have a scooter motor using the bike paths. So now... Amsterdam is very much in favor of sort of moving them onto the road, but um this is something which has to be voted at a at a national level, and it seems that there there's sort of lots of cautious politicians um yeah and so there, there's meant to be a vote on this I mean, so we'll we'll see what happens
0: okay, so there's the scooter lobby who want to stay on the psychopaths yeah. and the psychopath cyclists who want them off, obviously,
1: yeah of course, and I think i mean obviously it's it's a bit of a conflictive issue because it tends to be different groups of people as well so potentially you know the sort of scooters off the off the, off the cycle paths it tends to be seen as you know this sort of urban yuppie middle class kind of thing which is something you know politicians sort of you know they're a bit wary of uh, so.
0: Yeah because the people on the scooters are seen as more of the kind of working class traditional Dutch maybe kind of yeah <laughs> so people maybe want to kind of support them and keep them on their side when it comes to getting votes yeah, exactly, so lots of complex politics going on. Okay, and and you're the Urban, Cyc- Urban Cycling Institute, so you look at all kinds of different things. What are some of the unusual things you've come across when it comes to, uh, you know, looking at the phenomenon of, of cycling in the Netherlands, something that maybe surprised you uh, when you came here, or some weird and wonderful things that, yeah, that you've come across? I think one of the, the most fun things um,
1: which you have sort of been involved in is I mean, really just here down the road from the university, I think it was around around a year ago, there's this junction. It used to have traffic lights. It's a relatively busy junction in the mornings, but again in quite a quiet area. It's got trams. And there finally sort of after a lot of debate and sort of on how to how to really improve the junction um as a sort of test, um it was decided that the traffic lights would be turned off. Um sort of let's see what happens and one year after they they're still off so all in all i think it's, it it shows that things which seem a bit out there i mean they they can work in some cases and i think amsterdam's quite forward thinking in terms of things like this.
0: But how did that work? I mean, you kind of envision, envision a sort of cartoon pileup, you know, with the bikes and everybody, you know, <laughs> all colliding, coming together, everyone on green, so everyone just uh, claiming the space. I mean, the Dutch are not renowned for their kind of shyness and, and holding back when it comes to these things. So how the how did that work? No,
1: not at all. Um, what happens is that, of course, people are inevitably forced to interact with each other. So you see there's this sort of visual and sort of very much uh, signs that people are sort of giving hand cues. And I think for the, for the most part, it, it seems to work. I mean, there are ma- much fewer delays. Of course, the question is always perhaps the sort of the shy people lose out um, in this kind of arrangement, but I'd say they do in Amsterdam <laughs> in general where sort of largely the most confident person, be they a cyclist or a driver, or they sort of get the priority.
0: But but the idea was to make the junction more efficient, and it has worked. I would say it has worked overall, definitely. OK, interesting. So turn all the lights off uh, around the country and, and everything will just work perfectly. <laughs> well, <laughs> perhaps, bit by bit. When it comes to expats, people from outside who come to the Netherlands to, to start cycling or to, to try and, you know, get their heads around being in the Netherlands and how it all works, have you come across kind of um, anecdotes or, or weird, exp- you know, with people from outside who, who try to get their head around cycling in the Netherlands? Or maybe your own experience? I think mostly they
1: adapt quite well, to be honest. I mean, my own experience, and I'd say the experience for most people when you start out, is that things are actually pretty messy And I think it goes a bit back to the the traffic light point, um, which is that there is really not very much formal regulation here. Um, A lot of things, they're based on sort of, you know, common codes of of conduct and sort of, you know, what people expect from each other. Um, So I think that takes people sort of a couple of weeks to figure out. I mean, certainly when you see sort of tourists around, you know, arriving at Central Station or... Them having hired bikes, they they very much move around in a in a different way than the than your local Amsterdammer. And and how many bikes have you had stolen in Amsterdam? I haven't had any bike stolen. However, I have had my bike taken to the basically the municipal a bike deposit because I happened to leave it outside the station in an area which was deemed to be not ideal. And what happens then? Then you have to go, call, prove that you have the key to your bike, so you can eventually put two and two together, and you can go to basically an industrial area in the port of Amsterdam, pay 20 euros and say you won't do it
0: again. But when it comes to bike theft, that is a problem in the Netherlands.
1: I'd say most people sort of accept that as a, as a fact of life. I mean, also given that the bikes people tend to have, they tend to be this sort of very heavy, you know, sort of basic bike, so...
0: These are you your station bikes. So if you've got a bike for the station, then in a way you think, okay, it costs me fifty euros or maybe whatever, and then if it gets stolen once every three years, then I can live
1: with that. Yeah, no, I'd say people are much more cautious about their, you know, the nice weekend
0: bike. And and are there actually people in the Netherlands who don't cycle?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I would say not proportionally not that many. But um we do find, I mean, for, for whatever reasons, you know, disability for for sure, age, but also there are sort of some more general indicators. For example, um typically people from a sort of you know, typical non Western backgrounds, sort and of, lots sort of um people from sort of Turkish families, uh, Moroccan families, um, they, they do tend to cycle less overall.
0: Uh, and why is that? I guess
1: it's a mix of factors. I mean, cultural, also um, probably related to you know exactly where you live within the city. You could make the case that for Amsterdam, certainly, where people becoming sort of pushed out of the city, sort of you know rent prices increase, um, and then you know there's sort of really everything within the sort of city ring becomes this sort of middle class enclave almost. um, Then for people living with a, sort of outside of the city boundaries of course they will take the tram or they will take the metro and i mean that that makes sense
0: and is is the um, urban cycling institute working on anything particularly uh, you know provoking particularly interesting at the moment something that uh, might mean big changes for cycling in the netherlands at, uh, for the future well we're involved in a project called smart cycling futures
1: which basically looks at how a whole series of sort of cycling innovations might, you know, Im- improve cycling. So I mean, we're eventually meant to have a pilot of some sort um, in Zuidas uh, Station here in Amsterdam, um, but that you know still needs to be defined a bit. Um, we just recently finished the documentary film called Why We Cycle. Okay, cool. Um, which um, I believe will somehow be available soon um and that sort of you know shows very much sort of the Dutch experience it's also sort of an opportunity for people from further abroad to, um to see um, and the
0: dutch are still seen as the world leaders when it comes to cycling
1: i would say they are i mean and and they are objectively um however there, there's always this sort of rival um, sort of rivalry between you know um copenhagen and amsterdam potentially i think they've been a bit uh smarter with the sort of marketing up there perhaps um, you a know, sort of Nordic design kind of image. Um, but um, for the most part, I mean, I'd say here there's definitely, you know, a lot to learn from.
0: If somebody calls up from from, from a different country and says, you, they get you on the phone and they say, OK, explain to me in 30 seconds why, why cycling is so great in the Netherlands, what do you say to them?
1: I would say it is cycling is so great because basically the city is arranged in a way that cycling becomes the most convenient form of transport. So really cycling is so great almost because you have no choice but
0: to cycle. Samuel Nello-Deakin there from the Urban Cycling Institute, which is part of the University of Amsterdam. I hope you were listening to this while cycling around. And if you don't cycle, then what is wrong with you? It's definitely one of the best things to do in the Netherlands. And when you finish cycling, remember to tell everybody about Here in Holland. Ask them to subscribe to the podcast. They can do that in Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, and they can do that on an Android phone if they have one too. Just simply find a podcast app in the Play Store. The podcast is on SoundCloud as well, if you prefer that route, and you can even listen via my website, hereinholland.com, and the Facebook page offers the podcast and a whole lot more, facebook.com forward slash podcast podcast. Here in Holland. And why not let me know what you think of the podcast whilst you're about it? You can do that via the Facebook site, of course, or you can do it via the website or even by good old email hereinholland at gmail.com. And when you are on the bike, remember to stand up for yourself. Of course, the question is always perhaps the sort of the shy people lose out. From me, Andy Clark, thanks for listening and see you next time.